And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys had a great weekend and a, a good week so far. Um, I'm back from vacation. I was up in uh, Michigan's Upper Peninsula doing some fishing with some family and friends uh, over the weekend, and uh, that's why I was off on Monday. Apologize for that. Hopefully, you guys missed me, but I am back. I'm back in action, back with a vengeance, and uh, yeah, it uh, not, not a lot of great stuff to talk about today, but... I will cover as much as I can. I have to be, I have to make this one a little bit shorter, but I, I'll get to as much as I possibly can. First, today's episode is brought to you by our fantastic new sponsors, Surly Beard Oil. Guys, look, I'm not saying I'm the manliest man in the world. You know, I spent all weekend, you know, in a in a cabin, uh, fishing and uh, catching fish, eating fish. But what really makes me manly is my beard. I mean, look, if 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 you're a grown ass man without any facial hair. I don't know why you're trying to look like a little kid, all right? I mean, I don't know how women are going to take you seriously. I don't know how your boss at work is going to take you seriously if you don't have a beard. Just grow a beard. Be somebody. Do something with your life. Let's be honest. You guys look terrible. I've seen a lot of you guys. You look terrible. You look miserable. You would look way better with a beard. And then maybe you're like, Brady, look, I I try to grow a beard, but it doesn't look very good. That's because you're not using beard oil. (laughs) Beard oil is super important, guys. It makes your beard feel, smell, look way, way better. And Surly Beard Oil is the best in the business. Uh, It is all 100% handcrafted beard oil made right here in America. They're a fantastic new company. Um, Check them out online at surlybeard.com. You can follow them on Twitter at surlybeardoil. Once again, that is surlybeard.com. They have three different scents. They're all fantastic. I'm wearing it right now. My beard looks great. It feels great. Get you some. You got to get some Surly Beard Oil. Once again, that is surlybeard.com. And also, if you want to uh, get involved and support the show, we are on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. You can support us monthly over there. And if you haven't already, guys, please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. If you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a good review. I would really appreciate that. Okay, let's jump right into the news of the day. Um... Yeah, when when I was on vacation, I, I I was pretty off the grid, but I you know I checked my phone, I checked Twitter uh, periodically, and and you know not a lot of good news. Uh, once again, there were two more mass shootings over the weekend, um, late Saturday night in, into Sunday morning uh, in El Paso, Texas, and in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, Twenty killed um, in El Paso, just a, a horrific number, and another nine people died in the the shooting in Dayton, Ohio let's jump right into it. Obviously, the, these mass shootings are extremely sad. So many people, you know, 29 people lost their lives. Uh, horrible. Disturbing, disgusting, extremely sad. What's just as sad, too, uh, and we've seen this time and time again, what is just as sad is that we, we're no longer allowed to mourn together as a country when these things happen. Like, we're not allowed to grieve together as a country. Politicians on the right and the left won't let us. Especially the left. As soon as these things happen, as soon as these things happen, 
the press, the Democrats, they go straight to, you know, gun confiscation, right? I mean, that's the first, I mean, the bodies are still warm. The bodies are still bleeding. The bodies aren't even identified yet, and they're already talking about taking away guns, right? I mean, that's just immediately what the press and the Democrats go to. It's like, guys, look, we can have a conversation about gun laws or whatever, but can you, can you give it a day? Can you give it 48 hours, maybe? Of course not. And obviously, the press dug into the identities of these shooters. And, you know, as you guys know, I will never say the name of one of these shooters uh, on, on the podcast, unlike most of the press who, who you know, who publishes these guys' manifestos. They, they say their names over and over. Obviously, that just leads to copycat attacks. You know, what these people want is to be famous. You know, they want to be whatever, Jeffrey Dahmer or, or whatever. They want to be famous. That's why they do this. I'm not going to contribute to giving them what they want. So the the press and everybody looks into the identities of these two shooters and the the killer in El Paso, Texas, uh, was a racist. He was a bigot. He was a white nationalist. Um, he he wrote a, a, a manifesto on on Eight Chan, which is you know the uh, a message board site that's kind of been overrun by these alt right types, these racist types, these extremists on on both sides of the aisle. It's really a, a cesspool. Uh, HN is, but uh, so he publishes a, a, a manifesto saying how he, you know, he hates immigrants. He doesn't want, you know, immigrants flooding into the country. He wants to stop it, and the politicians won't stop it. And blah blah blah. And then he goes on with some lefty talking points too, like uh, he endorses like the Green New Deal, and you know, he's he's afraid the planet's going to be destroyed by climate change and stuff like that. So, like, I don't know if this guy was on the right. Um, he definitely has some alt right beliefs, like anti immigrant beliefs, obviously. Uh, but obviously some some leftist talking points too. Uh, but he does seem like he was on the right. He was an angry racist. Um, I, I believe the majority of the people killed in El Paso at this this Walmart, and then it later spilled into a shopping mall. Uh, most of the victims were Hispanic. So this guy, at least from what I can tell, was motivated by his racist politics. You know, he he did want to uh, you know kill Hispanics or immigrants or whatever. That's why he actually drove hours and hours to El Paso because it's a predominantly Hispanic community. Um, and, and the guy in Dayton, the, the killer um, in Dayton, Ohio, was a leftist. He, was a, he called himself a socialist. He said he's a supporter of Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. Um, he you know hates President Trump. He hates Republicans. He would constantly retweet uh, his his Twitter account has been shut down now, obviously. But um, some people, some journalists, dug up his his tweets, and he would constantly retweet leftist politicians, people like Alexandria Ocasio Cortez and others, and then leftist pundits. And and uh, it's unclear whether or not this was uh, um, politically motivated. Obviously, the El Paso shooting does appear to be politically motivated. This guy just seems uh, like a crazy person. Um, he was suspended from school for threatening to kill his classmates. He was fired from a job for threatening to kill a customer who didn't tip him well or something along those lines. Uh, an ex-girlfriend uh, told the press that uh, he was showing her videos of the synagogue shooting in uh, in Pittsburgh on their first date, which leads me to ask the question, why was there ever a second date? Why would Why would you date... This young man, obviously, um, he was a psychopath. But it it, it was at the the press. I I feel like I've been talking almost exclusively about the press lately, but I have to again today because the press figured out that the shooter in Dayton was a leftist who supported Elizabeth Warren. They immediately stopped talking about it. It's like the shooting in Dayton didn't happen. 
They focused exclusively on El Paso. They refused to talk about Dayton. It is absolutely pathetic. They will only cover tragedies when it fits their narrative. By the way, talk about how they only cover tragedies that fit their narrative. There was 47 people shot in Chicago, Illinois over the weekend. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, 47 shot in Chicago. Do they care about that? Of course not, because it's usually black-on-black crime. It's you know gang-related, drug-related, that kind of thing. So they don't care about that. They focus exclusively on this racist in El Paso. Not that they shouldn't focus on it, of course. And President Trump denounced white white nationalism and denounced uh, white supremacy and all this forcefully, as he should. He, he His comments uh, at a press conference Monday morning were very appropriate, very good. He strongly denounced white nationalism. Obviously, it'll never be enough for the press because they're just frothing at the mouth anytime these things happen. But, um, yeah, it just mysteriously. The Dayton shooting disappeared from the press. I mean, I, I was watching, I was flipping around the, the cable news networks this morning doing prep for the show, and nope, they won't talk about it. They mentioned Dayton because President Trump flew into Dayton um, to meet the first responders and doctors and, and stuff in person. Uh, so they had to mention the, the city Dayton because that's where the president currently is. But they, they're not talking about this shooter because it doesn't fit the narrative because he's a leftist. It's absolutely pathetic. It's pathetic that we can't just take a step back and grieve together for our country. Because there is a, we have a huge problem. Mass shootings are a huge problem. We can't pretend that they aren't. These things happen over and over. And then copycats will we'll, we'll try to co- copy these attacks. That's why it's so important not to make these people famous. So the Democrats immediately go to gun control. I mean, it is, they immediately, we need to ban the AR-15, we need to ban guns, we need to confiscate guns, blah, 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 blah. All the typical cast of characters, all the typical leftist talking points. But the reason why I'm pissed off today is that Republicans, including the president, are now talking about new gun legislation. They're talking about increasing background checks, which, I mean, you need to pass a federal background check to get a gun. Um, both of these people would have passed federal background checks um, those laws are in place. We do have strong background check laws. They're talking about expanding background checks to even, you know, if you were going to give a gun to, if I was going to give a gun to my wife as a gift, like she would have to get a background check for me to give her one of my guns or something like that. It's just ridiculous. That's not going to stop any mass shootings. They're also talking about, uh, obviously, the left and the press, but also Republicans as well are talking about passing uh, what they're calling red flag laws, which at face value, that sounds okay, right? Like, oh yeah, we don't want crazy people owning guns. You know, if, if you have something in your background, if if a, a parent or a coworker or, or somebody, a friend, they can alert authorities and say, hey, well, this guy doesn't seem stable. He shouldn't be able to, uh, you know, uh, be allowed to, to buy a gun. David French, who's somebody I really respect over at National Review, wrote a piece endorsing these these red flag laws. This is a horrible, cataclysmic mistake. And I cannot believe that conservatives like David, you know, uh, Republican politicians, including the President of the United States, are, are talking about these red flag laws. Why would you give the federal government this kind of authority? Just think about it. Yes. Should mentally ill people own guns? No. But what would the Democrats, when they're in power, do with these red flag laws? They would wield it against us. They would wield these laws against you. 
They think if you voted for President Trump, if you vote red, if you are a registered Republican, they believe you're mentally ill. They believe you're a racist. They believe you're evil. So when the government, when the, when the Democrats control government, which they will at some point, they, they will expand these red flag laws, <laughs> basically saying anybody that they don't like, anybody that believes things that they don't believe, should be disqualified from defending themselves. That's where these red flag laws lead to. That's where they go. Okay. It would be a horrible mistake, and I'm disgusted by the Republican Party right now that they're even entertaining something as ridiculous as these red flag laws. And as the press and the Democrats and some Republicans are talking about banning certain kinds of guns and and instituting new gun control measures, let's look at what the left and the press has been doing simultaneously. Joaquin Castro, Texas congressman and brother of uh, Julian Castro, who's running for president, the former HUD secretary under Obama, yesterday tweeted out a graphic doxing Trump donors in his district in San Antonio, Texas. So he had a list of donors, any businessman, any business owner that donated to President Trump in 2016. He put on Twitter, blasted it out because he wants people to boycott their businesses that's being generous to, to Joaquin Castro. At the very least, he wants people to boycott their businesses. You can make the case that he wants these people to be harassed, assaulted, or worse, right? When you're putting people's addresses out there and their place of business out there saying, go get these guys because they donated to Trump. You guys have to see how creepy this is. <laughs> out of one side of their mouth, they're saying, let's ban guns. On the other side, they're saying... If you supported President Trump, you should be doxxed, harassed. Your business should be shut down. At the same time, you shouldn't be allowed to own a gun so you can defend yourself when the mob comes for you. Okay, this is creepy shit, guys. This is disturbing stuff. Oh, by the way, Joaquin Castro is also a racist. He actually removed the names and addresses of of Hispanic donors from his district that donated to Trump. He just uh, made a list of white uh, business owners that supported Trump. So he's, he's, which is, I'm sure, probably breaks some kind of like federal hate crime law, right? I mean, I'm not sure. I'm not a lawyer, but somebody get back to me on that. So this racist congressman tweets out a list of 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 uh, Trump white Trump donors in his district, calling for people to boycott their businesses or worse. And he goes on MSNBC and defends himself, and he won't back down. He thinks there's absolutely nothing wrong with with doxing his political opponents. This is absolutely ridiculous. Oh, and also, simultaneously, at the same time, at the exact same time, socialist protesters have been harassing Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell at his Kentucky home. Mitch McConnell is 77 years old and fell in his house. Um, he had polio as a child, so he uh, he doesn't get around too well and falls sometimes because of the, the damage from, from polio. So he's at home in, in, in Kentucky recovering. And... Uh, Antifa and these leftist protesters showed up at his house and harassing him. Uh, one, one of them was caught on video specifically calling for the assassination of the Senate Majority Leader, saying somebody effing stab him in the heart. Um, that's a specific call for violence, a, f- a specific call for the assassination of a politician. Has this made the news? No. Leftists in the press are supporting this. They, they like that this old man is being harassed at his home. At the same time, the press and the Democrats are calling for your guns to be taken away so you can't defend yourself when the mob comes for you. Guys, this we are in a cold civil war right now. This is what the second civil war looks like. 
Okay, it's not two armies lining up and shooting at each other, but this is it. And it's only coming from the left. The left is calling for your guns to be taken away. They're saying it's perfectly acceptable to dox Republicans, put their personal information on the internet, so the mob can come after them. And it's completely fine to harass Republican politicians at their homes. This is what the left is doing. They're not apologizing for it. They're not beating around the bush. They're saying we want you to take we want to take your guns, you can't defend yourself. Oh, and we're gonna dox you. We're gonna send the mob to come shut you down or hurt you or kill you. This is the cold civil war. I don't even know how cold it is anymore. People are being doxxed and harassed. Politicians are being harassed at their homes. I mean, how how cold is that civil war? Can you even call it a cold war? It seems pretty hot to me. I apologize for being so hyperbolic, but I don't know what to take from this last week. You know, aside from the left wants to take your guns, they want to dox you, they hate you, they want to send Antifa to your house to hurt you. And the press is completely fine with this. If I'm missing something, let me know. But it seems pretty damn simple to me. Seems pretty simple. I was going to do... um. Uh, some listener mail. I'll, I'll do more listener mail uh, next Monday, but uh, I, I'm actually I have to cut it short today, so I apologize. But um, I, I do want to answer one question because the first question I got on Twitter when I said I'm doing listener mail. Um, apologies to all the other questions I don't have time to get to today. But the the first question I got was just simply, what can we do to prevent mass shootings? And I do want to talk about that a little bit. Um, gun control is not going to do it. Trying to take away guns from law-abiding citizens obviously is unconstitutional and evil, and it, it wouldn't fix the problem anyway. I mean, no gun laws that any, even the Democrats are proposing would have stopped any of these shooters from getting guns. So, I mean, they would have passed background checks. They, you know, they, yeah, so gun control is obviously not the answer. The answer is to rebuild our social fabric that has been fraying for decades and decades. I mean, look. The Democrats and the press have spent the last 50 years trying to convince Americans that God isn't real, that you shouldn't get married, that you shouldn't go to church, that you shouldn't have a family, (laughs) that it's totally fine to get divorced and it's totally fine for fathers to abandon their children. I mean, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said in 1960, he said in 1960, so he's saying this, in the segregated Jim Crow South. He's saying this in Alabama in 1960. Under segregation. He said that fatherlessness was, the, it was an epidemic and was the greatest threat to the black community in America. He said that in the Jim Crow South. He said that fatherlessness was the greatest threat, threat to the black community. And he said that when the illegitimacy rate was 25% among blacks. And it was only something like 10 or 12% among whites. Now, the illegitimacy rate is over 35% among whites, and it's near 70. It's like 68, 69% in the black community. I mean, that is just incredible. Now, if you look at the life stories of all these mass shooters, I believe it's something like 41 of the last 42 mass shooters grew up without a father in the home. And you're going to tell me that didn't play a factor? when 41 out of 42 grew up without a father? I mean, that is a daunting statistic. Teach their boys how to be men. I think that would help. 
People need to come back to God. They need to come back to the church or the synagogue. I mean, when you believe in God and, and you, you, you make God the center of your life, it gives you purpose. It gives you meaning that you don't have. I mean, I, look, I'm sorry to preach at you guys. Well, I'm not, I'm not sorry to preach at you guys. <laughs> you know, whatever. No, I take my apology back. I'm not sorry. But when you don't believe in God, you do have, look, in my opinion, God is real. If you don't believe in him, you do have a God-shaped hole in your soul. You can try to fill it with whatever. You can try to fill it with sex and, and drugs or money or whatever, but it's always going to be there. I mean, look, obviously there's more people in, in the U.S. Zero. Why? Because we were a religious and moral people. We all grew up with fathers in the home back then. We all went to church. We had a community. We knew our neighbors. We hung out with our neighbors. Do you even hang out with your neighbors? Do you know your neighbors? Do you go to church? I think it's the answer to mass shootings is to rebuild the moral fabric of this country. Love of God, love of family, love of country. These things have been destroyed. And the Democrats have tried to destroy them. This is coming from the left, not the right. It's coming from the Democrats and the press. They're trying to kill God. They're trying to kill the family. They're trying to kill the community. They're trying to make everything political. Back in 1960, 1950, whatever, when there weren't any mass shootings, people didn't care about politics all the time. People weren't, you know, protesting because, you know, Barry Goldwater lost to JFK or whatever. You know what I mean? Like people weren't out burning cars and and smashing Starbucks windows because their political candidate they like lost. You know what I mean? People were more focused on their family. They're focused on work, family, their church, their community. That's the answer. Become a moral and religious people again. Even if you're not religious, even if you don't believe in God, you still have to respect that Judeo-Christian values built the modern world, built the West. The left has spent decades trying to destroy the West, destroy Judeo-Christian values. That's the reason why we're, we're seeing this, because the morality, the moral fabric of the country is fraying at the edges right now. If you tell people that life is worthless because God isn't real, that you don't need to get married, you don't need to care about your community, and you grow up without a father in the home to teach you how to be a man, you're going to have a bunch of fucked up boys. You have a bunch of fucked up young men. So that's what we do about it. It's not easy. I don't know how we get there. But if we don't, this stuff's going to keep happening, unfortunately. It's a little sad, sad episode today. Um, I apologize for that. Um, But, hey, covering the news as I see it. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Please check out our sponsors over at surlybeard.com. Check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast. I uh, I will make up for uh, a lack of a show on Monday and a short show today next week. I'll do a couple extra long episodes for you guys. I promise. I appreciate you. I love you. Thank you guys so much. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Monday. No gimmicks. Um.